Welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. Here we'll talk to the leaders in technology, culture, business, and the arts. We'll cover politics, advocacy, motherhood, writing, mental health, and mostly we'll focus on hope. Join Kim B. Davis, author, playwright, radio personality, event consultant, professional speaker on the Kim B. Davis Show. Good morning and welcome to the Kim B. Davis Show. I'm your host, Kim B. Davis. And this morning we are live with Janice Black-Haynes of Detroit Black City. She is the founder, owner, and operator of Detroit Black City. And we are, I'm sorry, Detroit Book City. And we are so excited to have her. Good morning, Janice. How are you? Thank you for being on the show. Oh, blissful, honey. Just very blissful. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited because, you know, we love books and Detroit Book City is all about books. So tell us what is Detroit Book City and why did you create it? Detroit Book City is a small independent bookstore. We're located in Southfield. It is a brick and mortar. Uh, we've been here since December 2017 and we came about to bring some love for books to uh, support and boost up literacy in our community. Uh, you know, initially we started off um, having a African-American family book fair. You remember that book fair, right? 2017. Mm -hmm. So we kind of tested the market to see if African-Americans were still into books because that was the phase when, you know, the big bookstores, the big book chains were closing, some small independent stores were closing. But being an avid book lover, and um, just knowing that there was a high percentage of illiteracy in Detroit, like 47%, that something needed to be done. Now, you know, we operated the print company before the book company, um, but it was a turn in my life at 50. I was like, you know, we got to get books back in the community. So we were doing pop-ups. We did a pop-up at Northwest Activity Center, uh, just other little summer events like the um, it was on Jefferson and Shane. What's that event called? I can't remember the name of it. But we did a lot of pop-ups with the tent outside, and we were selling new and used books. When February 2017 came around, you know, we decided, I decided, let's see if we can get some book authors in the same room. We need to have a big book fair so that families can come out and see what these authors are doing locally. So we put it up, I believe in October or November, we put the promotion up and we got totally overwhelmed with authors wanting to be a part of the event. And I believe the first event, we had 60 book authors. Now this is before we opened up the store. So we had this fabulous African-American book fair, Northwest Activity Center. Uh, I believe we drew out like 2,500 people. Wow. And we were shocked. I wasn't ready. I didn't know that we were gonna get that many people. We had a line all the way down the hallway at Northwest Activity Center. Um, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Reverend Jesse Jackson. Was Jesse Jackson showed up. <laughs> Blew me away. Because he walked oh, right past me and he said, good morning. And I was like, oh, good morning, <laughs> sir. How are you? And he shook my hand and I was like, wow. Wow. But you know, I think 9, 10, 8, yeah, by them being there and them uh, recording the whole session from start to finish. He was listening in on them. And you got to remember, it was Black History Month. It was. So he just came and, I mean, it was the most fabulous.
fabulous cultural outing you could even think about going to, where you had 60 African-American book authors there, tables all dressed up fancy with their books, just selling. It was phenomenal. So when we did that event and we saw the success behind that, it was time because people kept asking us after you know the event, going out, setting up book fairs, I mean, just setting up book uh, pop-ups. Mm-hmm. So where are you located? So where are you located? So where are you located? I'm like, you know what? We need to get a location. I think this is going to work. So that's when we opened up in Southfield, 24361 uh, Greenfield, Suite 305. And that's where it began. It's, to, it's designed to boost literacy in the Black community so people can walk in and buy books with their image on the front, their, the Black experience, the Black story. Our stories matter. So that's, that's the best thing. That's the initiation. And to even go deeper than that, as a kid, I was surrounded by books as a kid. You know, my mom had a library. I mean, we had the black encyclopedias and my grandmother was a teacher. So we had the English books on the shelves. I didn't care for math too much, but (laughs) (laughs) but this literature, you know, some interesting rare items that were sitting, I don't know if they got them from the Goodwill. I don't know where my grandmother and my mother acquired these books. But I, it, I, you know, I've developed a love for reading at a very young age. And when I turned 50, I told myself, we're going to open up a bookstore. And that's the initiation of the Detroit Book City. Wow, that is a fantastic story. And I'm so happy that I was able to be a part of that. That 2017 African American Book Expo was fantastic. Yes, it was. I sold so many books, yes. not just to African Americans but to all different types of nationalities. We had Caucasian people that came through. We had Indian people that came through. We had um, Native American and Latino Hispanic people that came through. And we even had Middle Eastern people and they were hungry for books. Books. They wanted books (laughs) that, you know, emphasize diversity and that, you know, reflected children. And as a children's author and a romance author, I was able to meet that need of for some people. And so it was fantastic. And to see the amount of prominent people that walk through the door, you know, from the news media to local community leaders, like I said, Reverend Jesse Jackson was there and it was just, and when, you know, and let's talk about that for a minute, because he walked through, but he didn't just like walk in like, oh, okay, I see it. No, he walked through and talked to Oh, he hung out for a while. He He hung out for a while. And so it is important to to say that because it wasn't just one of those things where, you know, somebody would hear you say, oh, he was listening in and he just popped his head in and said, oh, that's really cool. They did that. No, he hung out. He introduced himself to people. Sure he asked them, you know, what are you writing? Tell me about your book. It was it was really nice to have that um, encounter that you may not have had any other place. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, I really thank nine ten a.m. too. That, that being our first year, mm-hmm. just having that type of exposure and having a radio station of that nature sit there and broadcast the thing the entire day. That's what really put us on the map. That's what really branded us. And we're still rolling today, which is exciting, you know? And it it is absolutely fantastic. So now that we're going to switch gears a little bit. So (laughs) we know (laughs) that we are in 2020 has been a whoo year. You know, I I know 
only been six months. We are only in July. It feels like we've been here for a year. Oh, it's the end of July. I know. I know, right? So we've had COVID. Mm-hmm. We've had all types of unrest. We, yes. you, all type of unrest. We, and I have to mention this, we've watched the murders of Ahmaud Arbery. We mm-hmm. saw the uh, murder of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer. We ah. have seen, um, or- now that I couldn't watch. I, I, I watched it and I cried yeah. and immediately began to think, how do we tell this story? Because mm-hmm. people need to understand this story and they need to remember this story because history yeah. does not need to be repeated. And right. it seems like we are on this repeat. Repeat that we can't get off of because we don't understand history. Right, we don't understand. And it's not just African-Americans, it's everybody. You know, we don't want to have this conversation around slavery. We don't want to have this conversation around the uh, racial profiling and brutalization of African-Americans as a whole. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the complex nature between law enforcement and uh, people of color communities. We don't want to talk about that. Right. However, you, have Detroit Book City. Right. And with all the things that are happening, you've got unrest, you have a presidential election that's coming up that is pivotal, and lots of people are having anxiety. But one of the things that brings me calm is to pull out a book. Are you seeing, because, and I've heard this, are you seeing an increase in book sales while you're in this? Uh huh. Well, you know, Let's back up a little bit. Okay. In February 2020, we had our fourth annual African American Family Book Fair, and um, it was another success. We had it at uh, fam- was a Fellowship Chapel mm-hmm. on the west side. Yes. Um, full House. Mm-hmm. I think we had. I want to say 80, or did we have 60 again? We had about 50. Yeah, okay. 50 book authors selling all kinds of books: children book authors, adult book authors. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrapped up that event. And then COVID-19 hit, like March. So that's mm-hmm. February 22nd. So mm-hmm. another two weeks. Detroit Book City had so much planned, Kimberly. We were scheduled to be at several schools in the Southfield area, Harms Elementary in Detroit. Uh, we had a nursing home we were going to. So we had all these venues set up to kind of go to them and set up like Scholastica and sell like a volumes of books, right? So the week that we had those three events scheduled for the schools is when COVID-19 hit the world. Wow. I believe it hit before then, but you know, certain people don't pay attention to things. Mm-hmm. So it impacted us. Thank God it didn't impact anybody at the African-American Family Book Expo because I haven't heard anybody say that they were sick from our event because we were in there as a large group. Mm-hmm. And it was in the area, but we didn't know about it. Right. So I got the phone calls from all three schools and the nursing home and uh, was another place we had one. And they all called and said, Janice, we have to cancel. And I said, that's quite ironic because I was going to call you and cancel. You know, <laughs> so it, was, it was unfortunate because we're sitting here with all these books that I had bought for these events. We got books galore in these boxes, right? So I'm sitting there looking like, oh my goodness, what has happened? At the same time, I'm hoping everybody's safe. So it just went completely dry. Wow. Completely. March, April, May. Probably middle of May is when the Black Lives Matter movement 
start picked up and people start buying or requesting anti-racism books. Mm. I mean, by the load, by the bulk, they were coming out of the woodwork. So of course, me and my fast energy, I got on it. I ordered some anti-racism books. I got to come up with the time here. You know, it's a shift. It took a shift so quick. I wasn't prepared. I don't think any bookstore was black bookstores prepared because they were really focused on the black bookstores across the country. I think it's 86 of us. Mm -hmm. So we all got business from this Black Lives Matter uh, movement and a Caucasian group. I don't know who put it together. I'm still trying to depict that. Who put it together? But they put the energy out there and this movement produced thousands and thousands of dollars for the black bookstore, which it should have been like that in the beginning, just equality with people buying because Detroit Book City, we sell to everybody. We always sold to everybody. We saw all genres who specialize in African-American and independent authors across the country. But we sell to all cultures, all groups, all nationalities. There's no discrimination. Our books, when you come in, you'll see a lot of different categories and genres of books. It'll amaze you. So to go back to the, the, the selling of the books, in June, we got totally overwhelmed, indulged in orders. We might've had 600 orders all coming at us at once, Kimberly, all coming at once. <laughs> I had Reginald, my husband working, I had Jada working, I had my grandson over here. We were just, it was a packing shipping company. It was a packing shipping company, but I was so, a little stressed. I was excited. I have a lot of energy, but it was very exciting for that to happen. Unfortunately, from a pandemic and someone being murdered, we got this overwhelming number of book orders. So we're in a great position now, Detroit Book City. How are we operating? Not in the physical store. Of course, the physical store is temporarily closed because of COVID-19. Our space is just too small. But online, we are doing extremely well. And we've kind of um, included different books in our, our collection now because of the requests. We have to go with the demand if we want to survive. So we've um, made some shifts and some, some changes you know, to accommodate our, our audience, which is a little bit of everybody now just like we wanted it. Because I feel like if they read more on African-Americans, they'll understand better. They'll understand us better. And I don't want to talk about slavery either, but um, those are the books that they're buying. Mm -hmm. They're buying books about slavery. And goal, these people who are buying books now, all people, they're teaching their kids about anti-racism now. They want to start with the babies. So I am elated about that. I am excited about that because we need change. Mm -hmm. Today, 2020 reminds me of the 1800s, yes. 1865, civil rights, civil, civil war era, the end of the civil war, the emancipation era, that was a joke, to the 60s when we had the movements with the Panthers and, the, you, know, um, you know, the black arts movement, just to get people awake and aware of what's happening with the black community. Now we're 2020 and we're still moving, doing the same thing. We've had a little progression, mm -hmm. but we're, it's the same energy as I read these books myself. I mm -hmm. can't help but look through them when they come in. And it's amazing how we're still talking the same talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's put Detroit Book City on the map. We, we were on Google Strong. We have all the social medias. We do a lot of strong marketing. But today we are in private great shape. We're, great shape than we have ever been. 
Wow. That is it took a pandemic to wake people up to, so they can realize they need to start reading. Mm -hmm. It's so imperative. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a great point about how we're still moving. We're still in the same point. And when you read these books and you hear these stories, so many of them sound similar to what we would have read maybe a hundred years ago. And we yeah. think, didn't we pass that? You know, and we're, we're still writing about it. We're but still fighting. <laughs> still fighting, still writing we about still it. We have abolitionists today fighting for us. They're yeah. abolitionists. Yes, yes. Yeah, we they are. You know, so we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. I want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. We appreciate I was so open and um, I was very open-minded to this whole process. You know, some black bookstores shut down on it. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I went back and I read articles because I was trying to understand where this movement came. I understand where the movement came from, but where the shift came to the black bookstore, you got to realize in the 1960s, the black bookstore was the place to know what's going on. You know, it was the haven. It was the place to communicate and to connect with our people and you know because it was a 60 era so we was going through this racism thing back then mm -hmm. so I, I got a little worried you know there was two things going on in my brain like is this real <laughs> you know? is this real and the other thing is receive mm -hmm. receive it mm -hmm. because whether you know it or not it's creating change mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when I got I have gotten phone calls from Caucasian women who said hey I'm a white woman. I teach at a white private school and I need some books to teach our kids about anti-racism. Wow. I was appreciative for that call. Most people go, well, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I was wide open. You know, it's, that's what wisdom kicked in. Exactly. I was wide open. I said, wow, well, we can help you. Kim, I didn't have one book in stock for that. <laughs> you had to go get I, I opened up to suppliers. And um, the suppliers that I was trying to get in for for the last three years, I couldn't get in. We're in now. We're dealing with the mainstream suppliers, and we're a member of the American Booksellers Association now. Wow. Wow. I couldn't get in at first. Can I keep it real? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So this change that's happening now, it gives me a sense of hope. It really does. Being at my age, this time and era, it gives me a sense of hope because I have a 17-year-old daughter that's very, very um, literate about anti-racism. Ask her some questions. She'll conversate with you very well. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I appreciate that because in the 80s, if you ask the African-American 17-year-old about history, they didn't you wouldn't much of a response. Mm -hmm. So now we have a younger generation that's jumping in, you know, to bring some type of equality. And it's going to take all cultures. It's going to take some unity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, so, you know, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said how this has brought about change. It gave you an opportunity that you would not have had before. Exactly. I have said this sort of since the middle of the pandemic. It does feel like we are going through a change, all of us, whether <clears throat> you are starting a new career, evaluating your life, doing new things, or picking up something that you had let go of, but now actually have the time to focus on. So right. it's, it's important to hear, especially with bookstores being an author, and especially a Black bookstore, that 
you know, the, the need and the desire to have those books is important because, you know, we talk about, well, how do we tell our stories? How do we get our stories out there? And if you don't have a vehicle to move it, you know, it makes it difficult to be able to share that. Exactly. Yeah, so we do have, we have a platform for authors, so you know about it because you're on it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about that. we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. So, tell me um, specifically is now you said anti-racism. So, I'm assuming those are like the nonfiction. Um, how would Pretty you describe much. that genre of book that's selling really well? It's it's anti-racism. It's nonfiction. It's okay. uh, most of them are talking about history. You got mm-hmm. people like um, Ibram Kendi. Um, uh, D.L. Hughley. Let me tell you some books that are selling really well at Detroit Book City. I'll, yep. I'll do that and it'll kind of give you an, an idea. Okay. Um, my mother, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump in the last stand of the angry white man. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> how, how Not to Get Shot, D.L. Hughley, selling well. Mm-hmm. The Color of Law. We just got an account with uh, U of D Mercy Law mm-hmm. School. Mm-hmm. They have a group of 100 students that are buying The Color of Law by Richard Roth. And this book discusses how government segregated America. Mm. But they're getting that deep. You have to get that book. We have it on sale at Detroit Book City. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stamp from the beginning and the definitive history of racist ideals in America, Ibram Kendi. How to be an anti-racist. So, and then we got anti-racist baby. Mm. I mean, so if you go to our website, DetroitBookCity.com slash shop, you will see all the popular books or all the books that are really, really selling. Okay. So. And you have lots of kids books and then you have lots of other fun fiction books as well. The kids books are selling well right now, you know, and um, it's Caucasian people buying them. I'm just keeping it real because it's different for me, you know. Um, They're buying books with diversity in them. So we've kind of bought a lot more uh, diversity books into our, um, our closet here because that's the demand, but we still have a ton of African-American books. And we have a lot of rare books that's gonna be put up in a second. I mean, in the next couple of days, we have a bunch of rare books from the 60s. Oh, wow. That's gonna, we had some donations um, given to Detroit Book City uh, by a, a man who was a PhD level black man, mm. a, black, a black male who earned his PhD, <laughs> get that right. <laughs> Uh, he passed away, and his wife donated the books to Detroit Book City. Oh, that was, so what I, huh? that was beautiful. That was really yeah. nice. It was a blessing. And mm-hmm. she called us up, and I went there, and I, oh, my God, what you see these books we put up? Oh, my goodness. And they're going to be for sale. So, you know, we sell all genres, children and adults, new, used, and rare. That's our specialty. But we focus on African-American books and now anti-racism. Wow. So a little shift, but we go with the demand. Absolutely. If we want to stay alive. We sure do. We sure do. <laughs> we're, glad to, we're glad to be alive. You know, we are so glad to be alive. So, um, and we also, I just want to mention that we are, when you buy from Detroit Book City, we do have a two ninety nine flat shipping fee because we're only selling online right now. The physical store is closed. And we've had so many calls asking, you know, when are you going to open? When are you going to open? I'm like, as soon as they get a hold of COVID-19, because our space is so small, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but everything's going well, Kim. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. So I was really excited um, to see, I think it was last month, you had a gentleman who did a online um, conf- uh, uh, event. Okay. Yep, did, we had the virtual did, book fair. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we did the virtual book fair, which was exciting. So talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk about the other events that Detroit Book City has done. Because you there was a guy who had a, a book talk. Was oh, that's yes. right, Zaquan Jordan. Yes, yes. Yes. Right. Well, let's talk about your online book fair because that was fun to do. Yeah, what was that event? That event was uh, oh gosh, my green. It was May. It was in May. It was like right before Memorial or Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we did that because we wanted to continue to engage the community with the African American book office across the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we already had the surge of orders that helped Detroit Book City. But what about the black authors? So we kind of threw that together real quick just to see how it works. So it was a test trial, but it worked out well. It was three days. I was overexhausted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. I usually do stuff that overexhausts me, though. I guess that's just my energy. But um, it was phenomenal. We had authors all across the country that um, applied to be on the virtual book fair. It was a three-day event. Friday night, it was from 6 to 8, and it involved the romance writers, the um, Anybody that wrote about any kind of nonfiction, memoirs, biographies, uh, short stories, they were Friday night. Saturday was the children books, mm-hmm. all children book authors on Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, we did the spiritual and religious book writers, faith, faith-based writers. Mm-hmm. So we designated each day for different genres, and these authors got on live, and they spoke about their books. So we got some stuff coming up. Um, we got some more virtual book fairs coming up. Okay. Um, uh, let me just give you an idea. Um, first of all, let me talk about the Independent Bookstore Day yes. because that was scheduled for April, but they had to postpone it because of COVID nineteen. Okay. So it's going to be August 29th this year. So make a note of it, guys. August 29th is Independent Bookstore Day in Detroit Book City. We'll have um, a five dollar and below book sale. Mmm. Yes, $5 and below. So it'd be $5 to a 50 cent just to get all these books out of the store just, just sitting there collecting dust. We have a ton of books that we need to, to, to disseminate to the community. So we figured we'll reduce the rate, independent bookstore day. So we'll be putting some promotion up, but it will be a $5 below uh, book sale, August 29th. And also we're going to be giving away 100 books free, uh, the book called titled The Undefeated. And it was written by Kwame Alexander and Kadar Nelson. And it talks about our Black ancestors and Mm -hmm. all the Black excellence that they brought to our country, all the great things that they've done. So those books are being donated to us as well. So we'll be giving out 100 books to 100 kids on that day. Sweet. So that's exciting for August, okay? Okay. Um, and then uh, October the 9th through the 11th will be our virtual family, fall family book fair. That will be October the 9th through the 11th. So promotion will be coming for that. And then the holiday children's storytelling event is going to be December 5th and 6th. Okay. All these events are virtual. We are not going to stop our books. We are not going to stop connecting to Black authors and connecting Black authors to the community. We will create vehicles, and we have created them, and we will continue to create them. So um, we're excited about all these things that are coming up. So all those promotions will eventually be put up online, and 
August 9th is National Book Lovers Day. We're trying to think of something exciting to do on that day. So coming soon. Excellent, excellent. I'm excited to hear that. So um, you still had, so last month, was it last month that Frank Jordan did yeah, his? Last month, Frank, yes. Okay, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Frank's books, let's see. Do I have any near me? I don't. Frank is a black historian. Mm -hmm. um, Frank is the truth. <laughs> Frank, Frank books talks about situation, places, people, and things in America that transpired that are good and bad uh, that had pretty much a negative impact on society. They either were lies, untruths, mm -hmm. I'll put it like that, untruths. Mm -hmm. um, they were misleading facts. Um, oh gosh. Uh, misleading images of people. Mm -hmm. so, and you look into his books, I think he has six of them now. Wow. You will see information and data and just facts about people, places, and things that society have told untruths about. I guess that's just the best way to explain it because you'll see the pictures, you'll see the facts. Um, he's done a lot of research for these books. Um, he's went out of the country and grabbed just things from, from uh, museums and libraries and he put all these facts into these books to educate us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to educate us on truth, which a lot of people are scared to do. Yes. They're scared to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So he's, I call him the radical brother. To me, he's the new Matt Turner. <laughs> <laughs> he tells it like it is, you know, and it was interesting because he, he mentioned to us when he gets on interviews and he talks about these facts mm -hmm. or these truths that society just would not reveal to us. Um, he has a lot of interferences and interruptions in the videotaping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So society still don't want us to know about you know, thank God we have the internet and the computers now, but mm -hmm. he gets deeper than that. You don't have to go on Google and look up these things. If you get his books, and we have them on sale. They're on our website right now under Adult History and I think Black Consciousness. You'll find his books. But they are so in deep. They're detailed. They're in depth. And uh, it will blow you away with the things that you have thought you learned, that you were taught inside your school, that are not truthful. Wow. wow. So he's a very literate, um, conscious, black conscious brother who is not afraid to tell the truth. I guess that's the best way for me to explain, right? Zaquan Jordan. So you have to look up his books and go on our website and you can buy them and you get you a cup of coffee and a donut because. <laughs> You have a lot to learn and a lot of untruths to unfold to get to the truth. You know, his stuff is so amazing that you have to sit back and wonder, is this the truth? Mm -hmm. Wow, we were taught so differently in history in our classrooms. You know, he has stuff in his books that the teacher would never tell you. Oh, and yeah. not, they can't tell you. They've been instructed not to tell. So they don't teach us the things that he teaches in his books. But you're talking about some real facts. Mm -hmm. And um, they're so truthful that it makes you think your mind gets just get a little boggled. It, it just, it, it shows you what you don't know. How much it you shows you mm -hmm. how much you don't know at age 50, 60, 70, you can be here all your life 
and you just don't know the facts. Mm -hmm. Just misleading, society has misled us so much just to have so much control that they don't want, and they still don't want us to know the truth. But if you get his books, you're gonna totally be educated. You're gonna be educated to the point where you're gonna be like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. This is just too much. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, oh my God, it'll fill you up, Kimberly. It will fill you up. I bet. So, I bet. I, I'm not gonna teach. I'm not gonna give up the whole books, but that's what you're gonna learn. It's gonna blow you away. Awesome. So you also have comics, right? Comic books. We get comic books every once in a while. We just had a supplier send us something. Uh, we get tons of emails and and you know postal mail from suppliers that sell books. And we just got a supplier that sells black comic books. Oh, awesome. So we we had a, a, a bundle before. But mm -hmm. we're low on them right now, so we, we should have some in the future. We also gonna start selling Spanish books. You know that Spanish book that store uh, that the Spanish school that we had scheduled back in March mm -hmm. still have those books. Okay. Oh, there's some great Spanish books for kids. And we have a couple of Spanish books for adults, so we'll be putting those up in August as well. We have a lot of new things in the works, even though our physical site bookstore is closed. The online presence, you know, we're gonna still continue to educate and to disseminate and get great books out to our people. Excellent, excellent. I'm not gonna stop, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So now as an independent author, if I am watching this or listening to this, how would I go about getting my uh, book on your show? What is the, what's the process for that? Let me put it, let me, let me back up with, with the store. We're not taking any consignments right now, unfortunately, because we have a lot of consigned authors right now and everything is on hold. Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out the best way to go to continue to sell the independent authors. But we do have a two things going on. We have the Black Indie Author Listing Directory online. So if you go to DetroitBookCity.com and, and at the top hit Author Directory, you will see a list of all the authors in our network. Okay, we have a paid subscription if you want your link to work, where they can click on the link and go to your website. Mm -hmm. Okay, then we also have the spotlight, which will allow you to have your picture. You'll have a video they can click on. They can click on a video. We'll have your bio. We'll have pictures of your book. We have all your social media, all the ways to get in touch with you from your phone number to your social media. And that's $36 a year, very low cost. That's what we're offering right now. The listing and the premier spotlight ad. That's what we're offering. And we've sold quite a bit since COVID-19. I bet. Yeah, if you look at the, go to the directory, you'll see there's a lot of new people on there and they're all across the country. And it's African-American African -American directory. There's no discrimination, it's just our specialty. Mm -hmm. you know just to connect them to, to readers mm -hmm. so that's the way to get involved as an author right now okay. the upcoming events october mm -hmm. 9th through the 11th the fall family book fair online and the virtual holiday children's storytelling there will be a link that you can uh, apply to and we have to we used to just put the link up where you could just log in we we don't have any you know discrimination about who get involved in detroit book city's events so we used to have it where you could just register boom but because we have an overwhelming number of people now, we'll have a link where you can apply and we're trying to get specific, you know, just different types of authors with their books involved in the process this time. So it's a little bit more uh, strategic, but um, 
we accept all authors. If you don't get in on the author, virtual author book fairs, you can at least get on the directory because we get 10,000 views per month on our website. Say that again. 10,000 views plus on our website. So if you need exposure, you're a black author, get involved with the online black indie author directory or the premier spotlight. It will work for you. And they get to connect with you directly. They get to buy books directly from your website or Amazon. Um, and it's a great opportunity. Awesome. $30 a year. Yeah. Awesome. So now we are, we have a few more minutes. Tell us, okay. um, Janice, how we can reach you or how we can um, contact Detroit Book City to find out the author spotlight or to purchase books. Well, you can call us direct because I'm a talker. Uh, 248-993-3844. Again, that's 248-993-3844. Or you can email us, Janice at Detroit Book City. That's J-A-N-E-I-C-E at DetroitBookCity.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube under Detroit Book City. So we're all on all social media platforms. Like I said, we have a very strong marketing program. Um, so those are the ways to get in touch with us. And once you see our promotion go up, which will be next month, um, you can just reply to any of those uh, applications and we'll get back with you. Okay, excellent. And your website again is? DetroitBookCity.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Denise, for being on the Kim B. Davis Show and sharing your love of books and literacy. We appreciate you. You are truly a gem in the community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kimberly, for having me. You're such a gem in the community as well. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And Thank stay you. tuned. <laughs> yes, we absolutely will stay tuned. Thank you for watching the Kim B. Davis Show. We hope to see you on our next episode. And remember, be magnificent.